Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people and it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mop them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we look at the militarisation of the anti-vax freedom movement and its terrifyingly close ties to the Victorian branch of the Liberal Party of Australia. Ooh. That's naughty. Yes, it's a show heaving with lunatics from the lunatic fringe movement and how disturbingly these fruits and what they stand for are being normalised by elected politicians who should know better but would do anything for a vote. Anything. And that includes standing alongside anti-Semites, racist, terrorists, anti-vaxxer, delusionals and assorted fruitcakes that normally the major parties would run like hell to avoid. Yeah, anything for a fucking vote. To paraphrase the week in Pete Evans, it has been a huge week on the bridges. Huge. And we'll have all your favourite segments, including Famous Last Words, which Black Bill Fuckwood said that, and the aforementioned week in Pete Evans. Always huge. None huger. Yeah, it's been a big week. Uh, but before we get underway, we'd like to give a shout out to our patrons, the ones who, through their generosity, are keeping this show alive, stopping us from getting bored and desolate, and giving us the ability to avoid the dead hand of corporate advertising. And we are here with one of our patrons, Glenn, doing the backstage pass thing today. Uh, thank you, one and all. Uh, all of our patrons slash paisans, and here's a few of them. Good friend of the podcast, Phil Whitehead, has just joined up, and we'll reel off a few others. Guy. Shelly, Swinger, G'day Swinger, Simon, Georgiana, Joe, Alistair, Digits, Jonathan, Trudes, Cat Powers, Emma, Nathan, Brad, David, Tracy, Liz, Guy, Stuart, screen name, that's mysterious, Amanda, Sandy, a faithful researcher, David, who will hopefully be in council after the election, Tabitha, Tim, and finally... The Right Honourable Lieutenant Jeffrey P. Bezos. Wow, that's mysterious too. Fuck, that's a long <laughs> list as well. We will shout out our new patrons from here onwards. The list is getting long, which is a good thing because we need the money. Desperately. Meth is not cheap. And now let's get moving. It's on with the show and the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. Thousands marched through the pilled capital of Australia, Melbourne, on Saturday, November 14, in what was a truly astonishing cocktail of clowns, wannabes, freedom grifters, freedom, <laughs> and one or two politicians. Yes. And what is arguably the biggest story from the big scary turnout in Vic- of Victoria's, if not Australia's, extreme right-wing fringe is the role of figures within the Victorian Parliamentary Liberal Party, Joe. Yes, yes, it is incredibly Yes, concerning. the Herald Sun ran a quarter-page ad calling the pill, the, the plague-addled and the pestilent and one or two pollies to assemble. And that ad was authorised by Victorian Liberal MLC, Bernie Finn. Yes, thank you, Dallas, for finding that because that was an incredible grab. Finn and former Federal Liberal MP, now crossbencher, the member for Hughes in Sydney South West, Craig Kelly both addressed the crowd. Now, how do you reckon Craig got down there? If he's unvaxxed, he wouldn't be able to fly. You reckon he's taking the comm car down the Hume, Joel? Maybe he's grabbed a helicopter like old Brom Bishop did, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. casual few kilometres. It is it's a, a fucking good question, one. though. It's dodgy as shit. 
It is Did a he bit fly? Of a strange one. Was he vaccinated? Uh, look, apparently, What's going he on? would have to provide a negative test. That's my understanding. I may not be. I may not be absolutely certain, but he would have to provide negative test and go into quarantine on his mm. arrival. Mm. Anyway, it's a great that. big hmm, hmm about Craig Kelly's appearance at the march yesterday. Because you know, if he quarantined, you would have seen another bloody video of him sitting there throwing his ball against the Bouncing wall ball. with this red ensign yeah. flag, red being ensign. a Fucking cunt. Anyway. So questions, questions that need to be answered. Absolutely. And protesters were heard shouting death threats against Premier Andrews and one man carried makeshift gallows with three nooses hanging from it as he marched through the streets. Organisers have planned a 24-7 protest at State Parliament from Monday morning claiming they will camp out to kill the bell. Ugh. God, the movement point. is stepping up and we are not going away until this bill is dropped. A message sent out on encrypted telegram chat rooms on Saturday stated. And placards of various hues with the by now uh, regular red ensigns were in abundance. And, and the red ensigns, there were some of the blueies too for traditionalists, yes, were often upturned in the international message uh, of SOS, save our souls. Uh, yeah, that's right, that whole fucking thing. Yeah, and there were other signs blatantly referencing uh, the QAnon conspiracy theories, being including unsubstantiated allegations that politicians were involved in pedophilia. Textbook stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were no arrests uh, and several banners likened the Victorian government to the Nazis. God, and advocated violence against politicians. And there was, as I say, the, the three rogue gallows being carted about a nod to January 6 in DC, perhaps, Joe. Well, I mean, the thing is, all right, there's a couple of things here. There were no arrests, which must absolutely startle these people because we had the whole thing of people like Morgan Jonas throwing themselves at police saying, arrest me, you pigs, and they did, and then they let them go without charge. Mm. But, of course, where's your footage now, dickhead? Where's your dramatic fucking Avi Yemeni in the back of a divvy van going, oh, you need to give me money so I can get out of jail. So, fuck you. You know what? There's no lockdowns. You're allowed to protest now. So... Mm. You know, it's like that thing of like, you know, punching the little kid, hoping he punches back. They're not going to punch back now because there's no orders. But the other thing is, is I'm gonna, I'm not going to give the left a complete free pass on this. We do sometimes, I say the greater we, say a few things that are a bit, let's say, gallows humor. But the thing is, it's often funny. We'll say things like, you know, oh, you know, all politicians should be eaten by walruses. But the fucking gallows thing, there's no comedy in it. So no, I'm sorry. There's no, like, there's just no there's funny. There's no funny side For to this. For freedom lovers, they sure do want to hang a lot of people. And it's just, it's never funny. There's no lighter side to it. There's no dark humour to it. It's just we want to hang people because we were fucked up as children. I mean, like it's just, it's dark and it's unpleasant. Look, there was also a big display of religious paraphernalia. Oh, that's where the fucked up children came from. That's, That's what's happening here. It was quite the eclectic group, which must cause alarm for some of the political grifters who've engaged, uh, because if they're smart, they'll realise a mob as diverse as this one is going to be very difficult to keep together politically. Like herding political cats. Uh, Shadow Treasurer David Davis spoke to a group outside the Victorian Parliament, another like-minded group outside the Victorian Parliament several days ago in rhetoric that was designed to tilt at the freedom movement and the kill the bill crowd in reference to the bill designed by the Andrews government to trigger emergency powers for the government in consultation with health officials, something the Liberal opposition supported, more or less, 
A couple of months ago. Yeah, there's not even any yeah, point in passing that, this eh? fucking bill. You may as well just leave things as they are. They have the power to legislate this sort of stuff on the fly anyway. It's not like we're somehow replacing the Bill of Rights with a new one. Yeah. It's, it's, this is just political expedience. It's just really annoying. Anyway, Look, the, the, the thing I would argue here is that it's really terrible timing politically and, and they should have waited for their lockdowns to end and, uh, yeah, and, and for things so. to return to normal before they address this issue. So it's yeah. quite prevalent provocative in that sense. Well, shame on them for assuming that people be fucking rational about it, right? Well, yeah, we'd expect in Melbourne right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the concern here is the Victorian Liberal Party, or members of it, seem uh, see some electoral benefit from cuddling up to the movement, yeah. much of which is populated by extremists on the right with long and easily discoverable links to the far-right movement, the Nazis, what have, yep. what have you, the anti-Islamic yep. brigade who fell off the branch when Reclaim Australia came to nothing politically, as well as a strong stripe of anti-Semitism that is ever-present in the fringes, both left and right. That's fair, yep. True. Now, the Victoria Liberal Party room is in turmoil, party discipline almost non-existent, be it under Matthew Guy or the guy he knocked off, Michael O'Brien. Yeah. With the biggest story in the party, the drunken car crash, both literally and figuratively, Tim Smith. And one of the things that's interesting with the Tim Smith story is, and this is something I, I've heard hearsay-wise, that the person he was actually out with that night was one of the QCs who wrote that fucking annoying letter saying that the bill was a bad idea. I mean, um, they're all in bed together. Well, I believe that's so. I don't know he was at, actually at the QC's house. They're uh, all rooting. And this is the thing that's so annoying, is it's this small little network of fuckwits all trying to do the same thing, pretending they don't know each other. It's and, all linked. And drinking and having a few wines. Yeah, only had a couple. He only had a couple jobs. Yeah, and this is clearly not where the Liberal Party wants to be, Victoria. It remains one of the reasons it was seriously belted back in 2018 when it lost 11 seats in the lower house. Mm. You know, politics is full of applause junkies, but any politician from the majors should know when they take their eyes off the centre, where the majority of voters exist, mm-hmm. they lose and lose badly. Yep. Now, Joel. There's a bonus TikTok vid doing the rounds. What the fuck is going on there? There is. And there is a bogus TikTok video. I got this one from Sunny Brown. As per usual, Thank Sunny, stop sending me links. I keep on having to use them. So you got this viral video that's been doing the rounds recently, which shows a woman on a commercial flight in the US refusing to sit next to a man she believed to be unvaccinated because it was a threat to her safety. In the scene, the air hostess negotiates with this angry Karen who says, quote, I work hard. I paid for my seat, which is clearly going to put my life in danger. I cannot be made to breathe his oxygen. That's not fair. Like, who fucking says that? Yeah, the script is pretty shit. After a fairly painful exchange, she is eventually taken off the plane to applause and a rousing speech from the captain who says, vaccinated or unvaccinated, we should respect each other. Blah, blah. Adding that he will not tolerate discrimination against the unvaccinated on his flight. Uh He apologised for the inconvenience and everyone cheers. The entire thing is catnip for idiots. It just completely is. The entire thing is just completely made up. Like, it's not even staged on a plane. They didn't rig the situation. It's a set. Plane is a hired set. They are all hired actors. The video is filmed in portrait mode by someone who has the talent of maybe a real ruction, desperately trying to look as that, like, inept citizen journalist. It's 
like, are they having an episode? It's shaking everywhere. But of course, that adds to authenticity, you know, on the storyboard. But realistically, the shaky footage is meant to make it legit and it just makes it painful to watch. Oh, dear. The film was made by a viral content creator named Prince EA who routinely makes this stirring content that gets millions of views because people are fucking idiots. He's a massive wanker. If you look at him, he bleats on about integrity, peace, <laughs> and all these other fucking Instagrammable platitudes. But he's clearly in it for the month. You know, he's one of those self-centered fucks who, you know, just a narcissistic vacuum. He doesn't even seem to be peeled. This is the biz- most bizarre thing. So he's doing it for the cash. He's doing it for the clicks. He's doing it for the cash. One aspect of this, and, and this is especially hard to swallow, is how everything to these people is a false flag and a crisis actor. They constantly try to write off events that have had bad optics as stage. You know, it was crisis actors. Yeah, Yeah, and they really lapped this one up. The comment section was painful. This elaborate stunt has truly galvanized anti-vaxxers. Of course, because you see, anti-vaxxers are cunts, and we all know this. But when they decry footage of their comrades being utter shits in public, calling them out to false flags and staged events, instead of taking the moment to sort of self-reflect and behave a little bit better in public, they try to write it off as fake. That's the only way they can make this thing look good. So what do you do? You don't actually change as a movement. You don't work to tell people to yeah. stop being assholes out in no the change outside your own world. Behavior. No, yeah. just make vaccinated people look as bad as you are. So you could just keep being irritating fuckheads on planes and say with indignant pride, well, did you see that video? Vaccinated people do this as well. I saw it on the internet. Anti-vaxxers have a rich history of being assholes on planes. And this video was cathartic to these people who want to even the score. Not by being better people, but by seeing normal people as just as bad as themselves. It's the only way forward. And according to the Washington Post, the F, FAA, uh, the oversight body of uh, aviation in the United States, has launched 789 investigations into passenger incidents this year. Not all vaccinated v unvaccinated, no. must be no. said. But this is more than double the number for 2019 and 2020 combined. Yeah. So something's going on. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, like you see these videos and people imitate art because they're mindless fucking drones. So one of these incidents was this bizarre event that I saw on the internet where a woman pulled out a fucking microphone she brought with her for the exact purpose to explain how COVID is somehow from the internet. There was no real logic to this. And when the flight staff told her she was to be handcuffed, the woman said that she's completely harmless and then said, and this one's a real kicker, I think you're all enjoying this because let's be honest, I'm not terrible to look at. Like, (laughs) who says that? What kind of a fucking person says that? An anti-vaxxer, that's who fucking says it. Freedom advocates and narcissists. Yeah, a Turning Point USA, a right-wing online media outlet that thrives on this kind of clickbait, repurposed the video for their YouTube channel but deleted it once it was exposed as a fake. It remains up on the Prince EA Facebook page and the TikTok account it was originally uploaded to has racked up 24 million views on Facebook and 35 million on TikTok. That's crazy. And that's from those posts alone. It's very difficult to see how many views this piece of theatre has seen, but really hundreds of millions. That's a fucking lot. 100 million, yeah. There's so many underlying issues with this video because it just simply adds fire to the culture wars and just inflames this partisan political tension around the vaccinated, the unvaccinated in the USA and beyond. And it's just become this polarized issue. Who'd you vote for? Are you vaccinated? It's fucking ridiculous. But when you look at this guy, he's just some content creator flog. He's not like Charlie Kirk from TP USA. He's not one of the, he's not a Roger Stone kind of guy. He's just doing it for clicks and money. So why would you do this? I mean, maybe you sold out, but like it's fucking bizarre. So apparently one of the answers 
is in the way in which content can be monetized on Facebook. So once again, Mark Zuckerberg is partially to blame here. Yeah, There might be some dark money behind the production. It would be very surprising if there wasn't some sort of political cash here. But it seems like realistically, this is kind of just sponsored by the clickbait of Mr. Meta, Mr. Zuckerberg. that way. A lead story is reported in May 2021 that many active Facebook creators make three-minute long videos in order to create revenue via ads. And Facebook's monetization program allows some content creators to make money from ads shown along with their content. Not all content qualifies. A creator needs to be popular and have a large audience. Two of the requirements for eligibility for in-stream ads listed on the Facebook for business lessons mentioned three-minute long videos stating, have 30,000 plus one-minute views. And in the last 60 days, you need to have at least 30,000 one-minute views on videos that are at least three minutes long. And this video was three minutes long. So you Mm. can see what's going on here. But basically, once you're on a roll, as long as you become one of these creators, if you make viral content, you will get paid. It doesn't matter what the content is. Realistically, as long as it moves around, you're sweet. This video, which is exposed as a fake to the point where even Turning Point USA deleted it, it's still on Facebook, which mm. makes the whole reptile Zuckerberg theory a little more concrete. Yeah. So it's very hard Definitely to say what the motivations behind the video really were. Was he paid by some kind of shadowy firm, some right-wing group to fuck with the narrative, or did he simply see these clicks and just see Zuckerberg cash? I don't know. But with the viral nature of inflammatory videos, the way in which these things spread like wildfire and the incentives from companies like Facebook to create this shit, not just you know go out and start shit in a cafe, but to fucking hire a film set, we're going to see more of these elaborate bullshit stunts driving this fictional narrative into the discourse and cementing the fact that we just simply live in a post-truth era. I mean, what's real, what's not? I don't fucking know anymore and I'm, I'm moving to the woods. I'm I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to buy a rifle and I'm going to eat deer. I'm fucking, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, look, and uh, meanwhile, uh, elsewhere in America, where there remain pockets of Americans. Ugh. Americans running around causing trouble, the biggest troublemaker of them all, Donald Trump under the pump. Trump under the pump, child. He's a poet uh, and he don't even know it. This is what you're paying for, patrons. This guy. We're encouraging this. This is your fault. It all relates to the Trumpster innocently provoking a coup d'etat in America, which came to a head Mm. on January 6th, where militia, cued dickheads, and the American far right, one or two real estate agents, smashed (laughs) their way into the the Congress building. Four people died. Hundreds have been arrested. Some sent to long prison terms, while others awaiting trial are looking at long holidays in bright orange jumpsuits. They're so fetching. It's like a disco. But for all that Trump and his henchmen remain unscathed by a criminal prosecution as usual Teflon fucking Don but that may change and we've been waiting for that to change for a while listeners may be aware that Trump acolyte and disciple John Bannon was indicted on Friday DC time with two counts of contempt of Congress for ignoring a subpoena Mm. You don't ignore subpoenas. They're very important. It's like a phone bill. They only get worse as time goes on. Yeah. The charges come with a minimum of one month's imprisonment and a maximum of a year, which I think I, I think he needs a break from his podcast, that War Room podcast that... Mm. Uh, It's not good for society. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, may face similar charges after he too ignored his congressional subpoena to give evidence under oath as to what was going on in the White House, probably because if he told the truth, he'd be fucked. (laughs) 
I mean, like, you know, when he's going to go in there, that's how, okay. So what happened on the day the Capitol building was stormed? He's like, uh, well, we did a whole bunch of illegal shit. Um, do you want me just, to start? Where, where should I start? We were just sitting around watching the telly. That's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we were um, giving each other hand jobs and calling it a day. So you got to prepare for a long battle in the courts over any sort of prosecution of Meadows, who has claimed presidential or at least executive privilege. The Biden White House has paved the way for the prosecution of Meadows, issuing a letter via White House counsel waiving any potential executive privilege claims Meadows might raise. Get fucked. Yeah, a week ago, Trump and his legal team claimed executive privilege over some 700 pages of relevant documents sought by the select committee. A federal court judge dismissed Trump's claim, and while he said he will appeal, those documents will be headed to the committee. Trump is claiming executive privilege effectively for life, and the courts (laughs) won't have it. You were POTUS, orange boy, but you ain't no more. Um, And these docs include a complete and inescapable list of who was at the White House that day and what they were up to. Are you sure he's not still president? Because I've heard. I've heard things. Yeah, no, yes. Well, that all came and went in August, I think. Uh, There might be Uh, due for a reprise sometime next year. But no, at at this stage, uh, he's a was president, not a a current. Disappointing. Now, all this might seem small beans, a bit of minutiae for the House Select Committee investigating the deadly January 6th riot. And it probably is. But there were moves from the committee this week that are far more significant, including the issue of 10 more subpoenas, including Nicholas Luna, Mm. former President uh, Donald Trump's personal assistant. Award wage, that sucks. Molly Michael, Trump's special assistant to the president and Oval Office operations coordinator. So these are administrators. Ben Williamson, Trump's deputy assistant to the president and senior advisor to then chief of staff Mark Meadows. Uh, Christopher Little, former Trump White House deputy chief of staff. John McEntee, Trump's White House personal director. Keith Kellogg, national security advisor to then vice president Mike Pence. Kaylee McEnany, former White House press secretary under Trump. Stephen Miller, who was Trump's senior advisor. Cassidy Hutchinson, special assistant to the president. President for Legislative Affairs, and Kenneth Klukowski, a former senior counsel to Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark. Great name. And poor old Kaylee uh, will be fingering the crucifix around her neck and getting a bit teary again. And she and, and the others will be required to give evidence under oath. It won't be like a presser in the White House press room where she can lie her face off. Yeah. Right. Just when she uh, did uh, in the wake of the 2020 presidential elections in a press conference uh, uh, where she where she said there were, quote, very real claims of fraud that the former president's re-election campaign was pursuing mm-hmm. and said that mail-in voting was something that we, quote, have identified as being particularly prone to fraud, unquote. Are you going to say the same thing under oath, or is that going to suddenly yeah, change? Tough. Oh, baby, we're just no, we're just kidding, mate. We're just kidding. It was a, it was a laugh between us. You didn't get. It's an inside joke. I'm sorry. I should have said that. Just, yeah, but sorry. what is really significant on that list of names is Keith Kellogg, a member of uh, Vice President Mike Pence's team. There were others from Pence's team present in the White House with Kellogg who are also likely to be subpoenaed. And trust me on this, listeners, they have no loyalty to Trump, Ooh. and these are either put your hand up and I'm going to come in and give evidence or given sort of what they call soft subpoenas mm. where they can at least claim that, oh, well, I'm obliged to attend. I better turn up. See, Kellogg et al. are all appalled at the treatment Trump doled out to Pence, which ah. led the Capitol building rioters to chant, 
Hang Mike Pence. Yeah, that wasn't very nice. Now, Kellogg is a lieutenant general in the US Army, and others are reaching for a bucket to pour all over Trump by giving honest accounts of what they saw and heard in the White House that day. And for the first time since the select committee was formed, I'm getting the feeling we might really get to the bottom of Trump's involvement in spurring on the right. Ooh. And those seeking criminal charges for the ex-president are bound to be disappointed. But this scandal is set to be surgically examined all the way to the midterm elections next year. And that's the really important thing. It is. So this is going to bubble along. And, and Trump's just going to continue sort of mouthing about how he was how he was robbed and what have you, which for the MAGA red hat wearers is just you know catnip. But oh, totally. But for the for the broad American electorate, it's kind of like what the fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, look, at the end of the day, the wheels of justice turn just slow enough to make it last all the way yeah. until electoral consequences, and not too much further. So we're going to keep an eye on all these sort of deadly shenanigans, and to be honest, the schadenfreude and the joy that comes up as this committee's work basically upheaves all these fucking career criminals and uh, hopefully gives them a few things to think about. Look forward to it. Money! I'll do anything for you. Money! Just tell me what you want. And today's episode of the Conditional Release Program is proudly brought to you by Fringe Political Party, the Victorian <laughs> branch of the Liberal Party of Australia. They veer to the left, they veer to the right, they drunkenly veer into a fence. Oh. <laughs> this time they'll get it right. Yes, the parliamentary wing of the Victorian Liberal Party, friendless after the 2018 election where they lost 11 seats, including oh. upper middle class Hawthorne, yeah. were reduced to an embarrassing couple of cricket teams with a scorer and an equipment manager because the people of Victoria regarded them as too extreme. Mm -hmm. And so they've now stumbled on the strategy of making new friends, anti-vaxxers, yeah. anti-lockdown criminals, racists, anti-Semites, and QAnon idiots. Mm -hmm. There's a solid base of voters that have long been ignored, quiet Australians who hurl projectiles at coppers and spread a deadly prey by crying, Freedom! <laughs> the Victorian Liberal Party, neo-Nazis vote too, you know. Uh, very good, very good. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... And if you're successful in today's which black bill fuckwit said that, Joel, you'll be parachuted in as the anointed Liberal candidate for the increasingly shaky seat of Q in Melbourne's leafy east. Oh, I'm just you pissed can, enough to go for a driver there. You can get on the turf, smash a few wines, but only a few. All right, maybe a lot. Yeah. Before getting behind the wheel of your brand new automobile and taking the back streets uh, to avoid those pesky booze buses. Oh, yeah. Only watch out for those oncoming cars. Watch out, Joel. Watch out. Oh, no. It looks like it's back to law school for you. Oh, yeah. But don't That's worry. Perfect. Josh Frydenberg still thinks you're terrific. <laughs> and here are the quotes, Joel. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready to be the uh, I'm never ready. I'm never ready. Fuck you. Look, uh, basically, I just want a free pass to go drink driving. Is that so much to ask? Well, this quote comes, uh, and it's a superb piece of work, by the way. This comes from our listener, Jim. Thank you very much, Jim, for this one. And it's a long quote, so off I go. Yep. Here we go. If, if you support them mandating something like this, that you have your human rights taken away on where you can eat, where you can drink. It's a basic human right, you know, mm. restaurant seating. Um <laughs> that you can have your human rights taken away on where you can eat, where you can drink, where you can associate, 
where you can go based on whether you're vaccinated or not, then you've got rocks in your head and this country has gone mad. Oh, this person's not smart. Uh, what was that? Who knew it was a thing, but apparently it is in Queensland and maybe elsewhere in Australia. Coffee entrepreneur, Philip DeBella. Well, their, their bar for business innovation in Queensland is quite low. So coffee <laughs> entrepreneur is like coffee. selling it in a bag coffee that has colours on it. Yeah. They didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, or was it supplements to give you the most expensive piss in the world? We got them and you need them. Adam Kingsley, owner of Jing Organics in Byron Bay. Oh, leaning toward it. Leaning toward it. Or was it owner of Amaretti Italian restaurant in Bonnie Rig in Western Sydney, an unvaccinated friendly restaurant because we, quote, can't afford to turn people away, unquote. No matter how many people might fall ill while inadvertently dining with plague rats, Michael Amaretti. Oh, creative name. Or was it fully certified, 100% organic and 100% certifiable part owner of the Barrel Organic Store, Victor Kleberg. Uh, feels like we're doing the fucking timeout version of the podcast here. All yes. right, cool. <laughs> let's, let's do a run around the venues. Um, look, I don't know who the fuck the first guy is, uh, but I don't think he's got too much to talk about when it comes to the, uh, the human rights of plague rats. I feel like Michael Amoretti is random enough for this to be him. Mm-hmm. Oh, why the fuck did you make him an option then? <laughs> well, he because he, he, he does run. Uh, Michael Amoretti does run a, 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 an unvaccinated friendly restaurant. Oh. In fact, all of these characters uh, uh, welcome the unvaccinated and the vaccinated not so much. Yeah. But it was, in fact, Philip DeBella, oh. uh, coffee entrepreneur. God He's got a net worth of about 150 million bucks. By Jesus. The way. So I wonder I'm how sure. much of that goes to the coffee farmers. Oh, not much. Never mind. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. no. They don't yeah, like freedom, yeah, so yeah, fuck yeah. that. Look, I, I think you're, I think you're undermining con- coffee entrepreneurship with that kind of talk. Exactly. Um, if they wanted to make money, they should have started a business in Australia and stop <laughs> no, being they Ethiopian. Should've, they should have started some piss poor fucking network of cafes in, in Queensland and elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm told. Absolutely. So there you go. And it's looking a little bit shaky in queue for you, uh, Joel, but we'll keep plugging along, give you another go. I hear there's a vacancy in uh, in Hughes for a seat, actually, so I'm not actually that fussed. I'm, you know, I'm shopping. Uh, I'm yeah, shopping. Well, they're, they're actually, uh, the numbers are mounting up against poor old Craig. There's uh, yes, a, significant, um, a significant movement to have him removed by the voters at the next election. He's what you call fucked. Yeah, he is a bit. Um, but he might actually have a tilt at the Senate. I suspect that's where he's going to go. Yeah, but anyway, that's where he's going to go. That's got nothing to do with what we're doing right now. No. Here's question two and the quote therein. He, that is Travis Scott, Rapper right Travis Scott does a satanic ritual on stage, and then eight people senselessly lost their lives. I think it's nine now. Yeah, but it was eight when this quote was obtained. And I don't know anyone out there who is listening who says that's awesome. We need to see more satanic rituals. That's great. Didn't ask me. Didn't ask I me. I mean, you contrast that to a Trump rally where it starts with a prayer. Oh, they fuck sing off. the national anthem. Kiss. People no. break into spontaneous no. songs or hymns. It's mainly nah. talking in tons, tongues. Uh, people standing in line nah. singing hymns. You contrast the demonic aura. People have said it felt demonic at the Travis Scott Piss concert. Off. Eyewitnesses have said it felt demonic. 
before the concert even started. I absolutely can't. I fucking hate Travis Scott and everything he stands for. I've looked into this situation a lot. This is disgusting. He should have stopped the concert, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm almost on his side right now. And the funniest thing is, I mean, you contrast the demonic aura. You know what contrast you're talking about? <laughs> you're talking about the contrast of the person that's on the stage, aren't you, champion? I don't think this is a racial issue until you fucking make it one. And yeah. believe me, Go this a little is bit. Little bit. those wily blacks getting up to no good. That's what that fucking... Oh, that quote pissed me off. Anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, me, I'm just thinking me, about me. Trump rallies because nothing bad ever happens there. No. No, except they uh, try and lynch people who disagree with them. <laughs> so who Fuck. said it? Was it author, Satan hater, and broadcaster to the gullible? Everyone hates Satan, but he does more than most. Clay Clark. Yeah, I'm feeling that. You know, you know, Clay Clark is Joe. Yeah, he's the guy who's putting on all those fucking conferences, the freedom and freedom and barbecue freedom, conferences across freedom. America. Uh, or was it military lunatic, major general, but apparently stepped up to be a general now. Gave himself a promotion because he's been promoting QAnon so hard, he's actually become Q now. Good. Serial grifter and psyop scoundrel, Mike Flynn. Lunatic. You notice that, Joe? He's now no longer referred to as a major general, which is kind of like an underling of a general. Ah. He's now just general. He's actually giving himself a little touch up there. Beautiful. He's generally fucked in the head. Yeah. Oh, was it? She's armed and dangerous and she's in Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm -hmm. Or was it? He's bearded. Loves children, maybe a little bit too much. Okay. I mean, who knows? He could be a Satan worshipping pedophile with dyslexia. Mr. S. Claus. Santa. Oh, Saint Nick. Jesus Christ. That's sacrilege. I like that. Um, I'm going with Clay. Yeah, well done. Yes, excellent work there. And in fact, he came up with that quote while he was. Uh, interviewing shit. military lunatic Mike Flynn, oh, um, uh, who nodded his head and went or went uh, went on uh, to say, in many countries he'd been into, that weren't America. Uh, the, he always noticed this kind of demonic uh, sense about the place. But yes, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the ethnics either. To be honest, I find them to be a little bit unpleasant. Was. <laughs> Have you eaten their food? It makes your belly go crazy. That's <laughs> demonic for sure. Thank thank God they're giving me a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, thank God. I think it was actually on behalf of Turkey at one stage, Russia a bit. Uh, good on him uh, anyway. But, yeah, he didn't have a clue who Travis Scott was. I just thought, well, I better start babbling quickly about you, the Ukraine. Yes, exactly. But it was, Clearly in fact, Clay bad. Clark, and he is a fucking lunatic. I, I actually watched that video where he talks about how exercising physical discipline over his children has made them terrified of him, which good. makes them behave really well in public. Oh, good. So good. that's good. Except for probably going to wind up being anti-tax on planes. There's nothing wrong with that. No. All right. Well done, Joe. Well done. I can see us. Mm. I can see the, the scrutiny is assembling. Assembling. Yes, just to watch your vote roll in in queue in the next yeah. election later this year. Now, question three. Here's a quote. Just a shorty. I want to dedicate my performance of I Am Australian to the victims of satanic ritual abuse. Oh, get fucked. Was that American rapper, record producer, he kind of looks demonic. People say they can feel it. Travis Scott? Or was that Claire Woodley? 
daughter of Bruce Woodley, guitar slinger for noted Satan-worshipping Hellraisers of the Seekers, or was that Telstra chairman, John Muller? We paid for <laughs> we paid a lot of money for this, claiming copyright yeah. over the song. <laughs> or was claim. it busy planning a US military conquest of Australia and then how to keep all those pesky Australians under the thumb of US hegemony, right-wing Fruit Loop, Candace Owens. I'm taking a uh, a bit of a, a Gen X stab in the dark and saying it's the Seekers broad. It is. It is. The daughter of Bruce Woodley, who was the guitarist for the Seekers. Yeah. Yes, the carnival is over there. Claire Woodley is fully Q-pilled. Oh, and she spoke gosh. at the demo yesterday in Melbourne and she dedicated the performance of I Am You Australian. Thanks, mate. Uh, to the victims of satanic ritual abuse. Those buggers, you know. Yeah. Hey, ScoMo yeah. can relate to it. You know, he's, he's talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Bit of Q stuff going on there. Now, we asked listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. Even if it's a line from a fucking coffee entrepreneur, we'll still take it. (laughs) We'd like to thank Jim for his contribution this week. And just like we will with Jim... We will send you a stubby holder and some assorted TCRP tatter if you make our lives easier and send us a quote we can use on the show. The conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. And when you're not drinking like the member for Q, you can use the conditional release program stubby holder to protect you from demonic rituals. Simply point the stubby holder in the direction of the demon who's creating all the trouble and loudly declare the power of the stubby holder compels I had no idea. I'm learning everything. Yeah, it works. This this podcast is very educational. Yeah, the demon will take off shooting itself. uh, But if if it doesn't, you can sit back and have a couple of icy cold beers with the demon until he moves on to his next victim of satanic sex abuse. Now, there's always a new one. Other stubby holders do not provide protection from satanic sex abuse, so don't bother buying them despite their ridiculous sales pitches. So if you want to keep your piss cold and avoid Satan's icy embrace, drop us a line. Mark the attention of Jack. Bury the fucking thing because we actually don't yes, read this. Yes, I notice readers have been doing that. They've Keep been it going. Really good. They're really good because I have to like sort of avert my eyes and drag it into a folder. It's a whole thing. <laughs> at the conditional release program at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. I never check email. No, you fucking don't. I, I do all the goddamn admin around here. You just keep sending those fucking emails, Joel. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> And it has been a bit of a sketchy week in the movement with the escalation of tensions and violent rhetoric reaching a fairly scary level. Yes. We saw last week how Monica Smith published a meme basically inciting people to commit acts of terror just casually. And if you don't recall, this is what it said. It's time to decide. Where is your line? Where is your breaking point? What are you willing to die for? Decide today. It will set you free. You will be fearless. You will be unstoppable. That is yeah, a well, fucking direct quote. Yeah, that's that sounds like a Kevin Sheedy halftime pump up to the Essendon <laughs> Bombers in the eighties. But uh, at uh, face value, it is a very dangerous thing to be saying. The Bombers thing is a great pun, actually, because that's pretty much where this is leading. <laughs> yeah, what are you willing to die for? Mm. Lo and behold, some poor terrified kid turned up with a bow and arrow outside Parliament House, screaming for Dan Andrews to come out and face his wrath. 
yeah, that's a good idea. Come and get shot with an arrow by a, you know, cook blasted. In, I'm standing up and standing on top of his car. Yeah, I mean, there's what could possibly go wrong. It's been reported that he's 18 years old and he oh, stood dear. on the car around noon on mid on Monday, so he's probably got no job. And the, the thing that was fucking ridiculous is it was to the support of the people attending this protest on the steps and he made his yeah. little last stand. Yeah, police handled him pretty well. I saw the video, you know, he just sort of stood there, uh, you know, and, and, and they actually got him down off the car pretty pretty comfortably, got the bow and arrow out of his, out of his hands, and the crowd clapped, you know, and, and the yeah. people were going, leave him alone, you know, leave that leave dangerously unhinged man with his deadly weapon alone. And then threatened, you know, that this is nothing to what's going to be coming. Yeah. Showing yeah. that this kind of violence is absolutely going to become standard. They fucking that's, love it. That's what they want. That's what they're threatening. Leave him alone. Yeah, just let him go. He just bought a weapon to Parliament to kill the Premier. Nothing to see here, right? It's just so fucking normalised. Like, he wasn't doing well. He wasn't fearless. No. He wasn't set free. He's claiming that countless friends of his have died from the vaccine and he's just there to help. The mm. crowd yells... To echo his sentiment, he's just trying to help. Yeah. This is where we're at. Trying yes, to kill the Premier right. is actually just a form of basic societal assistance. What the fuck? Mm. So he tells someone recording, I'm sure people know her, she's probably a cooker, that his name is Alexander. Almost immediately, assholes dig up his Star Now profile. Turns out he's an actor. They claim he's a crisis oh actor. And they call it as being a false flag event. And yeah. why? This is because apparently the cops were nice to him. Like, that is, like, conclusive proof that they're all in on it together. Just fucking ridiculous. And the, and, and, and the fact that they can't accept any responsibility for the people Absolutely. that they pill. You know? Absolutely. I mean, like, others simply sought to distance himself from the movement. They didn't say it was a false flag. They just said they didn't know him and, you know, washing their hands of him. And this is, like, no question, absolutely their fault. And absolutely. they fucking know it. You know, yep. these are like kids trying to lie about stealing a lolly from the lolly jar. Just like when the QAnon movement threw the Q shaman under the bus, called him Antifa, you know, and he's like, but, but, sir, I'm actually a digital soldier. They called him a crisis actor. Lynn Wood told him to fuck off. His little heart broke. You could hear it from miles away. <laughs> the fucking guy lived out of his car, going to save the children rallies across the country as a full-time job. But the moment he looked bad in the press, they tried to ban- brand him as an enemy in disguise. That's yeah. fucked up. Crisis actor. Crisis actor. They just won't accept responsibility for the people they pill. And we've talked about this so many times that it's not these, you know, these. these uh, freedom movement grifters, the organisers and so forth that we need to be worried about, although they have some really bad intentions. Oh, absolutely. It's the people who are sitting there pouring through these Telegram totally. uh, uh, comments and just getting crazier and crazier. And that's, you know, this is where lone wolf type terrorism uh, comes from. We all What's know that? this. It might come from a, from a range of different sources, but it's yeah. the same process. Same shit. And the thing is, is that, of course, there's got to be some sort of distraction. I saw some fuckwit on Twitter claiming that this was to ram through a ban on crossbows. If you don't want crossbows banned, (laughs) don't openly talk about using them on Telegram. If you Mm. look at Tom Tanaki's video on this, which he released that day, massive clap on that, mate. Your turnaround time is smashing. They've been talking about using bow and arrow weapons for ages on Telegram. They're easily accessible and you can shoot a premier with them. You fucking morons. Do you not realize that anyone, me and law enforcement, can and are watching what you're saying? It's not Mm. encrypted. It's not 
how that it's works. Social media. Now, we all know Fuck. Alexander has not lost anyone to the vaccines. Of course, Cook people believe that hundreds of people have died from vaccine reactions, but this is based on complete lies. The number sits a nine. It's nine. Way. It's nine. Yeah, nine. Unless he has a huge friend group, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know anyone. Of those Maybe he's just people. one of those socialite types, just like knows everyone. Oh, yeah. All the, oh, yeah. They're all my mates. Look, <laughs> realistically, his head's been filled with paranoia and fear from yes. this cottage industry of propaganda merchants using the pandemic to push their own five minutes of fame and a steady stream of meager income from donations, merch sales, and supplements. It's not even that much money. They mm. sold him out for a fucking award wage job. Monica Smith is excluded, of course, who has made a goddamn fortune turning impressionable people into nervous, paranoid wrecks. Mm. And on top of this, we've seen Animal Justice Party MP Andy Medic receiving a threatening letter that read, Jack? Andy Medic. Ugh. Why are you supporting dictator dance pandemic bill? Great question. You are, and you'll apologize for this, for my swearing, <laughs> you are a fucking cunt. Betrayed all vegans and freedoms that we have, you cunt. Okay. You claim to stand for us, but you are a dildo to dictator Dan's butthole. Okay. Your tranny children, women with a penis and boys with a vagina, are as fucked up as you are in the head. There's some terrific grammar grammar going on here, Joe. It's painful to read. And there was, yes, uh, there was a condom attached, a used condom attached to the letter uh, with the message, enjoy some of my fresh Herpes. And it's not even fresh anymore. Like, you've sent it. It's, it's, it's yeah. no longer fresh. It's, yeah, it's macro, microbiology's not really not, uh, I don't think no, this letter sent no, a strong really suit. Uh, look, yeah, well, whether it was used or, you know. You just don't know. You just don't yeah, know. we don't know. We don't really want to think about it. And it crosses the line on so many levels. Medic tweeted, my family have been threatened with being, threatened with being shot and my kids kidnapped. Lately, my staff removed their passes on their way into work so they can't be identified. We are strong, and so is my family, but it is impacting us. Now, this is a guy who just sits on the cross benches who actually sort of fell us backward into uh, the Victorian uh, uh, upper house. Yeah, he sort of Bradbury into power uh, a bit. Only, you know, his, his thing is basically... Um, you know, animal justice, basically. And, yeah. and so uh, he's been hurled into... Hurled into this almighty fucking furor over not very much, it must be said. Yeah, who the fuck threatens to shoot someone's family? Who the fuck threatens to kidnap their children? Save the kids, you know, they're always going to oh, demonic rituals. Oh, save you know, the children. Satanic rituals with children. Goes, this is satanic ritual, you fuckheads. You this can't. is satanic. Threatening to kidnap children is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck That's what they want. It's what they want. It's disgusting. And this marks the end of an era and the start of a new one, in my opinion, at least. Yes. The battle lines are drawn because these are the death throes of a movement that simply got the whole thing wrong from the start and they built their lives around this. They're not going to go quietly into the night because this is their entire identity now. And let's face it, how many of these people have alienated their families? How many people are spending Christmas alone just so they could shitpost? So they cannot let this go. So they have to do things like this. They have to escalate. They need people like Alexander, people who they clearly pushed to the brink of sanity with their constant yeah. fear and lies to bring kids to parliament with deadly weapons to kill politicians because this is the way in which the script is meant to play out. It's a matter of time before someone actually does get hurt and the movement is just going to applaud them 
all the way to prison. Yeah, and look, I do really have a, a, a very strong sense that you know that there are some you know, there's some real danger ahead of us, Joel. Yes. There meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, one of the other one of the other big big news items this week is dodgy vax certificates, mm. and the inevitable trade in dodgy vaccine certificates has come with a bit of an extra layer of risk. The Guardian reported uh, that a user on Telegram claiming to sell fake vaccine cards for a whopping three hundred and fifty. Uh, though this one is meant to be fully verifiable, are just taking the money and running. They even make claims that the cards can be verified on databases that don't exist. It sounds like a scam to me, Joe. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. uh, uh, it would appear people are not doing their own research in Aren't that they, respect. Shouldn't they be doing their own research? They always say it. So yeah. look, when it comes down to it, Telegram is absolutely rife with scammers, mostly crypto. So this should come as no surprise to anyone who actually spends any time on there. But a fool and his money are easily parted and this has become a fertile yep. ground for opportunistic scammers, often from the developing world. They employ fairly typical scamming tactics of asking for more money due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> oh, money. I need to bribe a general. Well, you know, just taking the money and bolting. I mean, like, you know, yeah. classic. Take yeah. the purse. See you oh, later. It's, it's just it's just got con artistry written all over it. Big it? time. So scammers have also used Facebook to find these rubes to dupe, and it's just this sort of sir. Oh, oh, you were trying to get around it, but you got ripped off. Yeah. So the scammers using PayPal to fil- facilitate transactions, just you know temporary accounts and stuff. They're probably using crypto because that's what yep. crypto is basically for. But apparently PayPal is the big thing. Who knows? Yeah, well, crypto, I think, could be getting a nudge as well, Joel. Absolutely. Look, I've got absolutely no sympathy for these people, and all I can say is sucked in, you did your dough. Yep, suck a fat one. And, and p- people are not stopping there to avoid the jab, though, with reports coming out that people are being paid to get the jab on behalf of others. Yeah, see, I first heard this before it hit the mainstream media from a good friend of the podcast at Digit Gal Oz. Yes. Digit Gal yes. underscore Oz. Digits. Mm, on Twitter. On mm. Twitter, who's well worth a follow. Um, who told me that she knew someone that was being paid $500 to get the jab on behalf of someone else. They gave him their Medicare card, he flashed it to the staff, got the jab and got his money. Not bad for a day's work. I had to take this with a grain of salt, though, because we love you, but it's anecdotal. You know, I can't yes. claim shit as fact when I'm just getting it on the, on, the, on the Twitter DMs as much as we love you. But between the time of that message and this recording, someone has now been arrested for doing just that, which yeah. is just wild. So, I mean, look, mm. let's, let's face it. I should never have doubted you. I know you're legit. So... In New South Wales, I swear I remember being asked a photo ID when I got the jab. I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was, it was fuzzy. I waited like three hours in line. I was tired. But it may be a little more fast and looser to doctor surgery or maybe pharmacies. People that own businesses are apparently doing this to get their staff done and get them over the line so they're back to work. You know, you got a pill fucking staff member, but hey, at least they know how to use the cash register. So the legal implications of this are one thing. The public health implications are another. But let's face it. The real question is, how fucking immune are these people? <laughs> well, yeah, look, uh, this uh, fellow, I believe uh, he looked like a, a man who had uh, uh, some some struggles with uh, addiction. And, yes. um, and and now he actually might become superhuman. Yes, exactly. Um, um, the, he will have had, you know, he could have had up to 10 jabs now, you know. He really it, could have. He really could have. You know, so, so the issue is not. Uh, well, certainly it is that that poor person who's subjected themselves to multiple doses of, of the vaccine. You know, that's I would think fairly dangerous. I'm fairly, I'm fairly sure there wouldn't be too many public health specialists who'd look at that and say, "Yeah, no, that's sensible." That just, seems just, like a good just idea. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it seems uh, okay, but, but the person who you know, and this is just anecdotal, as as Joel said, but 
the person who has actually taken that vaccine certificate from our man with the uh, with the addictive issues, we were told, is a restaurateur. So yeah. he's uh, going to present to present uh, at least uh, on um, you know at face value to be fully vaccinated. What happens if there's an outbreak of COVID in his restaurant that he is responsible for? I mean, it is just the maddest thing. This guy is wide open to, uh, to uh, you know, he would lose all his public liability insurance, gone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he would be subject to multiple, multiple uh, lawsuits. You know, it is just the craziest thing. Yeah, it really is. Like, the man who was actually charged is, you know, as you say, a man who's seen troubles. He's a 36-year-old homeless, legally blind father of two. He's a former concreter, probably not an entertainer. No, not, not into that rarefied here, no. You know, but uh, he's just trying to get some money. I mean, like, you know, I don't I don't begrudge this guy. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here with the pitchforks. I mean, the bloke just needs some cash. Anti-vaxxers yeah. are fantastic at exploiting vulnerability. This suits them absolutely fine. To grift. He was arrested for doing this once, but it's hard to imagine this is the first time. Police allege that not only was this a regular thing for him, but bail should be opposed because even despite being charged, he's just yeah. going to keep doing it. The poor bastard. Yes. Look, he has to be the most immune guy on the planet. Well, certainly in Australia, I think, at 10 or so jabs. It's, is it like, AZ? It's a guess. Probably got a bit of a cocktail going on there. Fucking hell. Yeah, this man should be studied, but it also should be noted that you know he should be. He, he might actually be lifting cars off 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 off, off children. Yes, um, that's it. You know uh, he could uh, develop superpowers, uh, and and this is what, you know this is actually this is what will be really interesting is that he's still alive. He's still alive. Like, how many jabs do you get until you die? Apparently, it's you know, one. And anti vaxxers take note. You know, he's, he's had multiple jabs, maybe 10, maybe a dozen. And he's and fine. despite the best efforts to kill him, uh, well, anti-vaxxers' best efforts to kill him, so you so you can get a haircut, he is still alive. Maybe the jab is fairly safe after all. If he can have 10 or so, maybe you can have a couple, you people. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. It's amazing to think that anti-vaxxers, who are convinced, entirely convinced, the jab is lethal, are happy to see a homeless father die for their right to what? Go to the pub? It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and the rest. And the rest of the people who can just go to hell um, oh. while they just wander around spreading plague everywhere. Just insane what lengths these cunts will do to undermine public health efforts. We saw another scrape with the law regarding vaccine status coming from Western Australia where a 34-year-old woman in Calvary yes. was charged with attempted fraud after offering a pharmacist money to fake a jab. And I mean... At least she didn't get someone else to take it for her and suffer the supposed consequences. Oh, you're going to die if you get the jab. Well, at least she didn't, you know, go find some homeless guy and be like, oh, you could die. No one cares about your life. It was an unspecified amount of money that she offered, but I reckon it was a, a couple hundred bucks. I mean, you can't imagine it's a lot. You can just imagine what an insufferable shit she would have been. Not only just to pitch this terrible idea to some poor pharmacist, but how incredulous she would be when refused. I mean, what? What? Oh, what? It's it's two hundred bucks, mate. What are you allergic to money? What are you? Are you the queen of England? And then she starts screaming at the Nuremberg Code. Then yeah. the cops arrive, and let's face it, this all happened in Wayne Glue's old town of Geraldton. So there's probably maybe they've got five G towers there. There's something in the water, but they make them a little bit special over there. She was granted bail, and she'll be appearing on the 18th of November before a magistrate, probably offering the judge a pack of smokes and a bottle of vodka <laughs> if you just let us off without a charge, bro. 
Oh, that's very uh, West Australian racist of you there, Joe. <laughs> and, and the last piece of medical fraud news is the arrest of the RDA Darling and Ivermectin supplying doctor, Mark Hobart. Oh. Who's actually Victoria. Just don't get confused about that. Who is in some yes. kind of deep shit after being raided by the Victorian Health Department. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. He's alleged to have been giving out fake COVID-19 certificates. Very naughty. That's naughty. And Craig Kelly... <laughs> Has spoken up for Dr. Hobart on Morgan Jonas with the rumors bestie. circling that Hobart was the one giving Kelly his horse pace. Yeah, uh, Malcolm Roberts, I think, piped up as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Everyone's in on it. So he's been a doctor for 30 fucking years in the area. Maybe he's even a good GP, but it's looking like it's the end of the road for him. I mean, his patients are now left without a doctor. So the ones that weren't screaming about ivermectin and fucking, you know, dancing around the vaccine Mm. probably just have a whole bunch of data with him, which they'd rather be able to have access to. So his pill patient is sticking by him saying he's done nothing wrong. And RDA is saying the same sort of thing. Morgan Jonas, Craig Kelly, they're all saying he's done nothing wrong. Mate, nothing wrong. I know you guys have a tenuous grasp on the law, but you just live in a fucking parallel universe. He's clearly broken the law. Maybe he's done the things you like him to do, but he's broken the fucking law. Now, it goes that saying he started a fundraiser. Oh, he's, thank God. He did it on GoFundMe, but that got shut down. Will they ever learn? Just I know. go to Give, Send, Go straight away or, or, or Fundly or you know any of those other ones. Yeah, like- GoFundMe actually do the checking. Yeah, they do. Whereas Give, Send, Go just make you like pay for prayers or whatever. Either way, it appears the fundraiser is successful, but they're not showing a running total. But there's a whole bunch of things saying, we love you, Dr. Mark. Here's 100 bucks, mate. Keep keep, <laughs> keep fighting for freedom. We believe in you. I love horse paste. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And in our occasional segment, within a segment, we Ooh. bring you the anti-vax updates, Karen with a Q of the week. Oh, this feels like we've just started a new segment. I had no idea. Well, it's an occasional segment, but we just hope a lot of Karens do pop up because we love watching and listening to them because they're just nuts. It is fun. Yes, it wasn't a super to see Mackay Karen with a Q who hails from Mackay in Queensland, a proper Queenslander with a Q if ever there was one. Our Karen with a Q, Queenslander Karen with with a Q, was wandering around a Mackay shopping mall before she spotted ABC regional journo Melanie Groves sporting uh, the uh, local ABC employee's lanyard. Oh, that's how she knew who she was. Yeah, I was thinking, like, how, how, do you, knew, how would you, you pick know? this person? Yeah, Melanie is a 29-year-old journo who reports on local and regional matters, agriculture, etc. You know, someone had their tractor stolen sort of Rooted thing. Rooted a sheep. Just getting herself some lunch. Before being set upon by Karen with a Q, who initially pulled Melanie up and said she, she she should be done for crimes against humanity and domestic terrorism. Oh, yeah. Both. And Melanie filmed the following exchange outside the Mackay coffee shop. I've got lots of free, but I haven't got time to actually Yeah, well, you don't need to harass her just for working I'm not harassing her. You are. You're harassing me now. I am not. I'm. Well, that's all, well, that's all I was doing to her. I was She's my saying, customer. And I'm a customer too. Okay. And I was just saying... 
that the ABC spread lies and she's part yeah, of a company that is peddling lies. She's an employee of the company. She's not the one deciding what they report. But do you, she do just, you understand she, what I'm saying? She just said she reports on sugar person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, like, do you do you, do you um, see where I'm coming from? She doesn't have to see your point of view. She doesn't have to. That's I'm the asking point. her. No, but that's the point. You don't I, need to. You I, don't. You I don't appreciate that you have your opinions. That is totally fine. Everyone is allowed to have their opinions. Um, I mean, I'm just here. But it's, it's actually, it's actually, it's she's actually, everyone here. knows. She's just here trying to get coffee. Like, you're probably just here but trying I'm to just, get lunch. Yeah. So you don't but I'm, but I'm just saying, your opinion on her. you need to. I'd like you to leave. Excuse me. I actually want to leave. And I actually don't. I want you to leave. Excuse I'd me. love to not yeah. actually give you my money. That's fine. Um, ABC elsewhere. sucks. All the media yeah, sucks. All right. Thank and you. Thanks for your thoughts. On you, Karen. Karen was wearing a muumuu. And as I said on Twitter, maybe hiding a tail, possibly prehensile. She raged at the ABC journal for a minute or so while only blinking three times, which is pretty strong evidence of lizard behaviour for mine. Strong, strong. Now, now lizard or not, uh, Karen shuffled off when the good people at Mackay Coffee called security. Mm. Well done to that staff member at the Mackay shop. Yeah, and, good on you. And uh, at the Mackay Coffee shop and uh, the Mackay uh, coffee shop generally bloody good Queenslanders they are rare breed Karen with a Q not so much more, more of a traditional Queenslander she was <laughs> been there more than 10 years <laughs> And in our famous last words segment this week, we go to Minnesota, where we find Dr. Christopher Foley, as Gerald Henderson would say, for a doctor he is, and a medical doctor at that, and one that criticised mask wearing and spread false information about a COVID-19 vaccine, which is all well and good, except now he's dead. And Aww. dead from COVID nineteen complications. What a shame! Our own Mark Hobart could never succumb. Oh, hold on. Let's <laughs> see how it goes. Well, in, that's uh, the Pentridge. high risk, isn't it? Because you just yeah. got plague rats walking in your office every day. Yeah, yeah. Now, on it. his clinic website, Doctor Foley described the wearing of masks as "quote downright dangerous" unquote <laughs> if worn for extended periods of time. He was also critical of the vaccine, calling it a quote, human experiment, unquote, and advocated for the widespread use of ivermectin and vitamins to cure COVID-19. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. You're a medical doctor, man. What the fuck? Yeah. And Foley's obituary said he passed away from uh, an unexpected illness, but his son, Logan Foley, confirmed at his funeral that his death was the result of complications from COVID-19. Yeah. Was he vaccinated? No, he was not. His son, Logan, said, if only he'd been vaccinated, wouldn't he still be here? He asked. Obviously, we'll never know. Yeah. Logan, we probably do fucking know. Probably do. Probably do. Logan did question how his father, a, quote, mountain of a man who had never been sick a day in his life, could suddenly pass away just after talking on the phone with his son. He chalked it up to his father being, quote, so busy taking care of the rest of us that he didn't leave time for himself. Well, you know, yeah, and refusing to be vaccinated. You know, that, you know, a lot of work, trying to heal people, 
uh, but mainly but because also, she wasn't yeah. fucking vaccinated. You the fact that idiot. the surprise always fucking kills me. Yeah. How are you surprised? Yeah. Have you have you I not like talk- read a newspaper? I was just talking to him on the phone. It's been uh, a big 20- deal for a while. Like they've been talking about COVID nineteen since I don't know twenty nineteen. Like it's been a big deal. Uh, for quite some go, time John. now. Here's a bit of a sign here. After 22 uh, years working in the medical system as a physician, Foley founded Minnesota Natural uh, Medicine and flipped go. to Wu Science, becoming a natural medicine doctor. Yeah, okay. Uh, the doctor first peddled COVID-19 nonsense back in March 2020, where he claimed the virus was likely a bioweapon and suggested homeopathy and alternative medical practice could be one of the better weapons for fighting COVID-19. Now, Dr. Foley also criticised health experts for not pushing the use of vitamin D. Just get out in the sun, you'll get all your fucking need. And other nutrients, as well as not promoting ivermectin as a treatment. Terrible. And here's a quote. If one simply adds the benefits of vitamin D and the other micronutrients that we know prevent morbidity or self-serious illness with this Wuhan virus to the effect of ivermectin and carrageenan, what that is, all easily obtainable and inexpensive, why would anyone fear going about their business even in high-density, risky environments, the good doctor wrote. Yeah, and let's say... If you buy carrageenan, sure enough, but if you buy it from Joe McCola, it's not going to be inexpensive. <laughs> it's going to be easily obtainable, but not inexpensive. Don't. Uh... In other blog posts, Dr. Foley called the vaccine a human experiment and criticized, lo- criticized lockdowns for causing breathtaking damage. Literally breathtaking damage. Economies and children's education. Yeah. The doctor also railed against wearing masks, calling it, quote, unnecessary and useless and said they could cause more harm than good for people who wear them while exercising. This guy is just a, was an anti-vax trope. Yeah. He goes on to say, additionally, they are not very effective indoors either and are downright dangerous to the individual, especially children, if worn for extensive periods of time. That's so fucking vague. So fucking vague. Now, while acknowledging his father's beliefs about COVID-19 prevention methods, treatments, and the vaccine, Logan Foley said his father helped successfully treat over 50 people for COVID-19 and spent, quote, countless hours, unquote, researching the virus. There's the fucking kicker. There's the fucking language, right? He did his own research, Joe, and now he's brown bread in the Yiddish in Derud. Dead as Elvis. He'll be waiting for the doctor on the couch in heaven having a couple of family-sized pizzas. Meat lovers with barbecue sauce. We all know Elvis. No, That's what he likes. Elvis liked peanut butter bases. And if you don't oh, know that, then you're the wrong. He loved the fucking double. He loved the just dripping in um, barbecue sauce, the meat lovers. He oh, loved them. But you'd he... go a couple of family ones just as a snack. You just know uh, we're not sure of uh, Foley's last words, but I'd like to think he said, I should take some essence of cloves and dance a couple of purple crystals over my guts. That shouldn't do it when he got his spicy little cough going on. And now, and now, in this one of our huger weeks of the conditional release program, we bring you a man who always puts in and does the hard yards week in, week out. Busy boy. Has he had a huge week? Of course he has. He has. And we're going to find out how hard it was in the week in Pete Evans.
But it has been yet another huge Huge. week for Pete Evans. As he finds himself with idle hands after buying up that nice block of land for his new hobby cult. But you can't just start a cult. You've got to get no. the punters all riled up so they join up. Yeah. You, you can't start a cult without punters. And yeah. punters don't turn up unless they're all fucking crazy. So Pete's on a non-stop meme train to fill people's heads with terrible disinformation and soothe their anxiety with his weird hypnotic social presence. Have you noticed the way he speaks with those wide eyes with his shirt off in the car and he just speaks to you like this and you're like, yes, Pete. Yes, Pete. Like, what would you like, Pete? Yeah, can, I, can I get you a coffee, please? It's fucking terrifying. But it's not that simple, Jack. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Pete's used to having a lot of reach. This is a yeah. guy that used to have 1.5 million followers on social media. And since he failed to read the room on the whole Nazi thing, I mean, who would have thought Nazis unpopular? Yeah, I mean, I where was the trend? What's going Shock on? Me. He sort of smoked down to around 50K on Telegram. And that's not a bad number. I mean, look, I'd love that. It is a big number for Telegram. Imagine if we had 50,000 followers. We'd be fucking killing it. But is it really 50,000? That's the thing. So when it comes down to it, Telegram is a fucking spam fest at the best of times. You never really know what you're getting on this easily game platform. But the one thing that speaks volumes of your reach is how many people see your post. Yeah, there you go. That's the test. For Pete, it actually ain't many. We are actually getting more hits than he is. No, Pete. I know. And you like see so you see the fifty thousand number, and you start getting really excited, and then you see that it's just, actually just a handful of posts. Yeah, it's just a hand. It, it, it's not getting a lot of eyes. So the zinger he copied from sex pest new age creep David Avocado Wolf, who constantly looks like he's just trying to root your sister, which states, <laughs> "If my car stopped working every six months and I had to go and buy a new one each time, I'd say it was a failed product." That piece of wisdom got twenty seven twenty eyes on it, and that mm. is a few short of fifty k. Pete, not a lot. It's not, not a lot. lot. There's not a lot. And let's not dive into how incredibly stupid the analogy is or the reasons why he thought that that content was actually worth sharing. Let's focus on the views. Under 3,000, Pete, that's Mm -hmm. not good. For reference, RDA has 61,612 subscribers, a couple more than Pete, but not a lot, and their posts are catching around 15,000 eyes on average. Oh, dear. So what does this mean? Pete, are you fading into obscurity? I mean, one of those fucking views was me. Nobody checks your channel anymore, Petey. No one's looking at you. You've lost your fucking draw. So we could say it's the quality of your memes, which is low at the best of times. And let's face it, there is only so many times that people can find the whole Frodo Bitcoin thing, like even remotely funny. (laughs) Like it's not that clever. Yeah, that's really not. But your your finger's just not on the pulse anymore, Pete. So you went all in on this whole conspiracy thing and it is folding in front of you. I don't think you ever banked on the idea that your hot takes or at least the crap you find interesting and mindlessly share on your Telegram channel might not actually be that interesting to the people you're appealing to. Mm. So look, your numbers still flog hours in your podcast and you've got more money in your glove box than I do to have to my entire name. I'll give that to you. But it must sting, knowing you threw it all away for this, the inevitable slide into irrelevance, even with your cult. So maybe it's time to dust off that invitation to the Senate again, Pete, because <laughs> let's face it, mate, shit posting is not going too well for you, mate, and you've got a cult to start. You just bought the yeah. fucking property. You've got to fill the place. He, he was invited. He was invited. You've I got, remember that. you got tickets to sell. Tickets to sell. You have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. 
We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. Just, you know, search for it. But I must say, promoting a podcast is easier said than done. It's kind of fucking embarrassing if we do it ourselves. So if you would share the episode, give it to someone. I saw Timmy H, you did actually do this. Put it on Nuffy's, uh, the Australian Nuffy. It, it didn't work. It's fine. I love you anyway. <laughs> if you like this episode, share this one. If you like a past episode, share that one. Either way, make us bigger so we can sell out. Make us look bigger so we won't be attacked by bears. Uh, <laughs> The Patreon is up and running, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. For as little as five souls a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, shout-outs, and maybe even nude photos of Joel that I swore to him would never see the light of day. Yeah. It might be called extortion, but Joel didn't do super well in criminal law, so 52. he's not sure. 52. Uh, 52. It's bullshit. Yeah. It was bullshit. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, uh, we need money in order to make it a felony. By the so, way, for the um, fucking record, I got 85 in ethics. <laughs> so, well, there you go. You're an honest man. Fuckers. We'll post details of the Patreon on the Conditional Release Program shitposting website, which is accessible to everyone except my fucking criminal law lecturer. We really will this time. Like, look, we really do appreciate your support. You guys have been amazing. You just, like, yes, jumped to much. it. We started the Patreon. Like, you guys, you weren't saying, oh, you're asking for money. You're saying, oh, it's about time I get to give it to you. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, and we do promise that we'll pop the uh, Patreon details on the condition rule. Well, we don't promise. Uh, we don't promise that we'll try, but we'll try to try. We aren't very good. No. <laughs> very good. We'll we, try and get better on that. We and do when we do so want to link badly. things for you people to look at and so forth, we should. Feel free to hold us to account. Hold us to account. We've got to do it. We got Hold to us to follow account. through. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you even if it's simply to invite us to carry about the prop gallows around the streets of Melbourne before asking us to slip our heads in the nooses, tighten them up and start yanking. Yeah, I haven't been hung before, actually. I'm really curious how it plays out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, listeners. See you next time. See you then. Michael Hutchins,